This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Star Wars in Character slash Best of Fives. Best of Fives. Best of Fives. I felt like I should say something. Yeah. I could, I could do the Pass the Popcorn by Best of Fives. Best of Fives. Um, Sam, explain what we're doing here. Well, <laughs> what we're doing in our five fifth Actually, what 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 we're doing here is uh, besides screwing it up already. Yeah, we've already we've already messed it up already. It's so, just not news as if it's not already screwed up. So yeah, it's- for longtime listeners, you've noticed that sometimes we we might miss a week or two uh, with with Swick, and it's it's become a little more common more recently just because of our our busy schedules. It's it's harder for us to get together to record our regular episodes. So I uh, I came up with this idea of doing some best of fives, where Chris and I and special guests tonight we have uh, Jeff McGee, hello McGee from Dog Media. Um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through all of the Star Wars movies and list our top five favorite things about each movie. So we're. Tonight we're going to be doing uh, the best of our fa- five favorite things from The Force Awakens. The next episode will be our five favorite things from The Last Jedi. And then from there on, like, Rogue One, Solo, Episode 1, Episode 2, Episode 3. And uh, so we'll, we'll have we'll have these episodes. So whenever we have a week that we are unable to put out an episode for whatever reason, we'll hopefully have one of these that we can put out in its place as a filler uh, until we can get back in and record uh, a couple episodes uh, to, to put out. So Basically, it, basically, we don't want to be accused of not putting out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so we, uh, we're, th- this this is just some, uh, an episode just to, to help fill the gap so we, put, we can put an episode out there so you have something to listen to while you wait for us to talk about more uh, crap about little characters that you hardly saw in, in, in these movies. <laughs> But right. we, I, I, my main uh, inspiration for doing these these um, these these episodes, these best of fives, is more recently on the internet, people are bitching about Star Wars. There's a lot of people saying, "I hate this," or "This is stupid," and "This is dumb," and I and 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 I know that we on Swick are guilty of it as as well from time to time. We try to we try to be positive but there are times where you have to say something's dumb or you know i don't like this but this is something where we can pretty much say all positive things because this is all stuff that we love about a particular movie each episode so it's all all positive little negative then this is an excellent idea this is a fantastic idea that we're going to put out some more episodes of something different but still the same kind of thing yes and uh yeah so and we brought in Jeff. It's always best to have three people on these things. So Jeff is our is our utility man. Yes, I'm the player to be named later. Are you wearing? Are you <laughs> wearing your? Um, right now. Are you wearing your Jeff McGee hat right now? 
Actually, no, but I am wearing a Darth Vader t-shirt that my brother re-gifted to me. <laughs> re-gifted? Yeah, somebody, my brother wears tie-dyed shirts a lot, and so they found this tie-dyed shirt with Darth with this awesome Darth Vader face over the whole front of it, but apparently the uh, the way that they printed the Darth Vader on there was too rough for his oh-so-sensitive skin, so I got it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, like rub up against his nipples? I, I, he never tried it on, so I don't know. I think he was just afraid that it would. I uh, I, I know I, I I know what he's talking about. Sometimes I can see a shirt, and I can tell that the print on the front doesn't breathe, and you can tell that that is going to be so you're going to you're going to sweat right underneath the print. I have uh, I have an old navy one of the old navy um, one of the old navy flag shirts from a few years ago where they really like caked on the the print ink, and every every time I would wear that shirt. My chest would just sweat because there, there was just no, there's just, it was just so hot underneath that damn print. Man, yeah, I know what you mean. I did around. a, uh, I was in a production of, uh, in a production of Fiddler on the Roof back in the early 2000s in Kentucky, and for some reason, my character, uh, they took a fairly nice maroon blazer uh-huh. and literally painted it brown. Just oh. used regular paint and painted it brown. It would, it would stand up on its own. And every time <laughs> I put the thing on, I couldn't move. Couldn't move in it. So that's yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but we're not talking about shirts or or Today's, sweaty chests on Tim. Sweaty chest. Well, I mean, who knows? There there may be opportunities to talk about sweaty chests, right? Uh, but for our first for our first episode tonight for our our best of fives Star Wars movies series is uh, we're gonna go with we're we're not gonna go in order of the movies. I, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll go the new movies. Then we'll go prequels, and then we'll go original trilogy. So, Return of the Jedi will be the last one we do, unless we want to do uh, uh, Clone Wars and uh, Ewok movies in there. Does that mean that we got to watch them again? You could do whatever you want. <laughs> okay, <laughs> only if you have to. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight, tonight will be the Force Awakens. We're going to start with the Force Awakens. Okay. Our top five things that we love about the Force Awakens. Which is my so which was, is my was, my favorite new movie? I'll be honest. Uh, out of all the new favorite ones. of the Lego sequels, sure. <laughs> um, but the the I do enjoy the Force Awakens. But of the four movies that have come out since Disney acquisition, this one is my this one would be fourth fourth place. <laughs> yeah, same for me. But that still puts it ahead of um, at least four of the other films, four or five of the other films. It puts I, it ahead I, I do of, enjoy uh, this film a lot. It is, it is just yeah. I do enjoy this film a lot. It is just it's the one I go back to the least, and I, I, I guess it's because um, you know, like, partly it's because Han Solo dies. Spoilers, and uh, partly I just I, I just don't I don't have as much of a connection to it. I don't know the the Last Jedi for all of its faults that everybody likes to point out. I just really spoke to me a little more, I guess somehow. And mm-hmm. so this is the one that I yeah, this is when I go back to the least, and I would have, would not have suspected that at the time. Hmm. Okay. And and my my opinions of 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 the this trilogy may change when the third one comes out and everything ties together. Right now, exactly. everything is so. My 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 opinion when I revisit it after episode nine comes out, I may have a completely different opinion of oh, this all means this. Did so. did you hear the rumor about episode nine about whose race parents are? Archie and Ethel. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> um, Han and Kira from Solo. Uh, I, I, I did, I did read that. Yeah. And that, that math doesn't check out, though. They're they're just just reaching for something. Yeah, that math does not check out because that happened like what ten years before A New Hope, so she would be in her. 40s. Well, the the fan the fan theory is is at some point after Return of the Jedi, Han and her met up again somehow and had an affair while oh, he, and Han, he and Leia Oh, were that's married. good. Let's let's uh let's uh let's uh trample on the memory of, of Han Solo after we killed him. That's great. <laughs> yeah. He's a philanderer. Yeah, he's a scoundrel. I don't like that theory, Tim. Uh I I mean I don't I don't like it either. I I I I I prefer the theory. I I, I actually prefer what they told us in in uh Last Jedi that that Rey's parents are nobodies. So well, uh, but we'll have to wait. We'll see, yeah, nine, JJ Abrams out. does. We'll see how he yeah. wraps it all up in a little tiny bow. JJ Abrams. All right, who wants to go first, Timmy? Uh, our guest. Um, we we'll have our guest. Yeah, go let's first? let be our guest. Be our guest. Tell us your number five. Get it off your okay, chest. Okay, uh, so my number five favorite moment in the Force Awakens is uh, just a, a short little scene on Jakku. It's when we realize that Ray lives in a downed walker, a downed Adat walker. Uh, yes. And that you know, she's and she plays with a helmet. She's got the helmet that she puts on and just kind of sits around in. I just I thought it was charming and it was exactly the moment that I needed to to call back to the old trilogy and remind us that hey, what happened before still matters and we're not going to uh, we're not going to pretend that it didn't happen. And I just I loved it, and I loved the idea of this scavenger using whatever she can find to uh, for a home, and and those things it, it makes a perfect home for her. Yeah, that's I just, just love that. I love that moment. That's a perfect moment. That is like I'm mad that that's not on my list. It is. It is a good moment because it reminds you that this character is young. I don't know how old she's yes. supposed to be, but it reminds you that she's young. That she still has a sense of playfulness, even though she's not going goo, goo, boo, 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 and running around with the, the helmet. I'm a pilot, is, is but you can you tell <laughs> that's how I play. Be, boo, 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 boo. Um, but yeah, it, it, it reminds you that that she's that she's young, that she still has a little bit of a sense of uh, playfulness to her. I do like that. Excellent. That's a good number five. Jeb, that's a fantastic number five. Thank you. I've done this before. <laughs> Chris, you go, go, yeah, you I'll, go second? yeah, I'll, I'll go third. I'll go next. Um, this this is a scene in the in the opening where we've never seen this done in any Star Wars movie ever. And I think when it happened, the first time that we've seen it in 3D, whatever IMAX, whatever, and fucking Kylo Ren stops that fucking blaster bolt. Ah, uh, so yeah. impressive. Yeah, he just he just it's, spins around and he puts out his force hand and just fucking stops it and and the effects are, are amazing and and just like wobbling and then the freaking troopers run past it and it's still there and then they have like they have the conversation and shit's going on and when kylo's done he's like he's like locking his house locking the door he just fucking turns around boink and the fucking bolt goes yeah so cool yeah, i actually had that on my list and i'm gonna replace it with something else now <laughs> we have something else to talk about but yeah that that is that is one of my favorite moments in the movie yeah uh, because it's not something like you said. It's something we never never saw before, and it makes lets us know, hey, this guy this guy has has a lot of power. Yeah, and it's 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 a I think it's it was almost shocking to us that you could yeah. do that with the force, like stop a blaster in like midair. 
a lesser boat, I guess I, sh- I should say. <laughs> and and um and visually it was it was exciting because we've seen I mean we've seen 3D in the Star Wars with when they went went back and redid the uh uh the first two Star Wars or the or the other I should say the prequels. Uh, but this was the first time something was designed to be 3D, and it worked really well. Yeah. Uh, when you saw that, because it, it those bolts were like jumping out of the screen, and it really was a stunning visual moment, also for for an audience member. That's my number five. All right, my number five is just is just the look of a character. Uh, this character didn't really do much. I don't know much about this character. But the moment I saw, um, what's it? And in, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Sidon Ethano, he was the red armored pirate slash bounty hunter that Finn is going to run away and and. Uh, oh yeah, at Kanata's castle. At Maskana, yeah, Maskana's uh, yeah, yeah. castle. Uh, but he, like, when they put out that uh, that Vanity Fair cover. He was he, he and and Grumgo were the first two things you're like, what is going on there? Who is that guy? He's got to be super important. Um, and and while not at all, yeah. And while when it came to the plot of the movie, he was basically a utility set piece, saying, okay, he's here for this reason, and then when we don't need him, he's no longer there. But the look of that the look of that character, uh, I thought was really cool, and and I. I I, I I would I would like to I, I'm hoping that like when some of these animated series come out that they kind of use some of these characters that we've seen throughout the the post the sequel trilogy now because I that, I think that's one of the weaker things of the of the newer trilogy is we don't we don't have uh, there's no mythology behind so many of these characters that we're seeing now at least none that's been created yet so I, I'm hoping that we start to see. Those those sort of things going forward, and I think he's this guy's a prime example of someone that we want to hear the story of because he looks so cool. Your number five is not as good as minor Jeff's, but we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're if we're gonna get rate best of fives of our number fives, mine comes in. Uh, when I make the when I make the list, no, that's a good one. Yeah, but I think it's safe to say that one won't appear on anybody else's list, though. So by that, you know, good by point. That standard, yeah, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> uh, so we're up to me for my number four. Number four, Jeff. And my number four is a moment that I read completely differently from everyone else on the planet. And for two years, I was told I was wrong. And then earlier this year, in one of the Poe Dameron comic books, I was proven right. So thank you, Lucasfilm and Marvel. It's a moment uh, where BB-8 flicks out his uh, his uh, little lighter and flips mm. Finn off. And everyone has assumed it was a thumbs up because Finn had given him the thumbs up. So it's, Everybody it's assumed a middle, he was giving it's a Finn finger? a thumbs up, and I just assumed he was flipping him off. And there was a there was a comic, a Poe Dameron comic, where BB-8 l- clearly is flipping off a character, and he's doing huh. the same thing. So I always loved it was subversive, and they got away with it because everybody <laughs> thought he was doing something else. That may be my actual favorite. No, maybe not my favorite moment. My second or third favorite moment in the film was when was when he he flips Finn off, and nobody knew it. Huh. That's, that is funny. That that's um, it's it's it takes away from what I thought it was. Like I thought that was cute. Now now he's a vulgar. Now droid. it's hilarious. Oh, he's gone from cute more. to hilarious. <laughs> well, when when you only have one finger, all of your fingers are the middle finger. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You gotta be careful. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Christopher? Number four for me, call me sappy. I have I cry a lot. I have a heart. I like Tim. Um <laughs> There's this, there's, there's a scene, you know, there's like, there's Maddie and David, there's, there's Lois and Clark, and there's Han and Leia, and whenever they're on screen and they're, and the theme plays, it's when Leia finally appears, say what you want about Carrie, Carrie Fisher, her age and, and her voice, when they see one another. Oh, I'll say what I want. <laughs> yeah. But how Han's looking in, in that ship for like a dog and she comes out and, and you see almost Han looks like he's like 12 now. You know what I mean? He's like, he's happy to like see her and everything. He's like he's he's yeah. like butterflies in the stomach kind of thing going on, and it's just he, tur- he turns into he turns into Harrison Ford from the Age of Adelaide. Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sweet. It's just sweet and touching, and I just I just really enjoy um when they when they met you know in the Force Awakens after 1983's Jedi dancing moment, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, that that was a great moment, uh, and and one that a lot of people don't talk about. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Because you know why? I'm I'm a sap. <laughs> I, I cry in everything. A I did I did cry during that scene. I did tear up. <laughs> I don't make noise when I cry, Tim. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a silent crier, <laughs> but but a very loud shake, farter. Right? When you when when you hear he can't when he's crying he can't hold his farts in. So it's, if you just hear, <laughs> you know it's it's an emotional moment for him. Tim knows me well. Yeah. <laughs> what's yours Tim but, number four uh, again it's strictly a character based strictly on visuals I thought this thing looked pretty freaking cool the the uh, the Guavian enforcer that guy with the circle face oh yeah the death squad oh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it reminded me there's there's something there's something about an all red outfit I mean we, we got it with the with the royal guards and and throughout in the return of the Jedi I, I remember on um, G.I. Joe, my all-time favorite G.I. Joe action figure was the Crimson Guard figure. Yep. The, those those all red figures, just they're just so, they're striking. They, they, you're just like, ooh, look at that, he's all red. He must be mean and evil. Um, <laughs> but this, this Guavian Enforcer, I, th- I think they're robots. Um, and, and from what I understand, like, when they were designing the Knights of Ren, I think that I heard that this was one of the one of the designs for one of the Knights of Ren, um, but I just thought he was a cool looking look looking character. Again, you don't know much about them. Uh, they, uh, it's, we're only uh, three years into the, the the mythology for the new series, so we they we haven't really gotten much of an opportunity, except in comic books. Apparently, comic books it's 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 running wild trying to with with them explaining. Uh, different characters, but not so much, not so much in other media yet. Uh, but the Guavian Enforcer, fantastic looking character. Don't know much about him, but I saw that and I was like, wow, I really like that. That there, there are some design design elements uh, in the Force Awakens that I think are are some of the best we've seen in the entire saga. Mm-hmm. And I think these two characters, uh, the, the Ithano and the Guavian Enforcer, are some of the best design Star Wars characters we've ever seen. Well, and sometimes not knowing much about a character is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I I mentioned Boba Fett. Yeah, I, I think I I think we all we're, we're all waiting for that Boba Fett moment in, in these in these trilogies. So when we sit when when we saw the the Athano character, 
a lot of us, our mind went there. That must be Boba Fett. That must be the Boba Fett character of this of this series. And then no, I think Phasma was going to be the Boba Fett. Phasma, character. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I, I think, I think they purposely want Phasma to be, and she's just not as mysterious. No, nah. we were way off on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think when they when they try to create uh, a when they try to create something that they want the fans to rally around, like Phasma. I, I I think sometimes people ca- can kind of smell a rat, and I think that that was kind of the issue with with Phasma, where she's yeah, a, she yeah. is a neat character. It's just they they it's just sort of seemed like they were pushing that character to like this is so cool, check this out, um, and and people were like, no, we don't want to check that out. We want to see what this red guy's about. <laughs> or at least at least yeah. ended. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so we're up to my number three. Now, this is where I had the uh, the blaster bolt scene sequence because I, I did. I thought that was really cool, but I did have a backup. Um, this is also from the same sequence on Jakku, the attack on Jakku. The uh, the bloody handprint that ends up on Finn's helmet when his his Ooh. fellow stormtrooper gets shot. Mm-hmm. I loved it for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, it's very poetic. It's sort of sort of ham fisted uh, symbolism with that. But I didn't mind it because it served two purposes. Not only did it did it serve that sort of symbolic purpose of showing him that you know he was stained, but it also helped us pick him out from the crowd. Yeah. It was a great way to set him apart, so that in any given scene we knew exactly where Finn was. You're like, bloody hand, bloody hand, bloody hand, bloody hand. Yeah, it it added some color. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> and so I just I I love the moment because it, it was handled. I thought it was handled really well, and uh, it was just a good uh, good solution to a problem. Creative solution to a problem. Yeah. That was good. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's a good one. That is, that is a very cool moment. Uh, yeah, and and it's it 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 is a striking visual. Did they ever make an action figure with the bloody hand? I think they did. I think there's a six inch black series, but not 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 like one for little kids. That, I'm not sure. They might have. I, I it, think it would be cool if they did. You know, like like the you know like the Zartan figure where you like dip you dip it in dip it in water and it turns red. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. something like that. They should do that with with that. With the Finn figure, <laughs> we've seen the we've seen cosplayers Tim now, which have that you know, like that head uh, yeah. face paint on his on their helmet. Speaking of cosplaying, I think I, I think I've decided on the on my cosplay. Uh, it's it's not it's not the pink shorts. That, I was good. I was thinking that because no. you've been commenting on that a lot lately. I'm yeah. very disappointed. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I was watching Rogue One last night. I want to be one of those engineers in the in the hazmat suits. That uh, <laughs> that get that get executed. I want to be one of those guys. I could probably get a hazmat suit and 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 adjust and adjust the hazmat suit just a little bit to make <laughs> myself an effective uh, imperial engineer. Do it, and I'm, and I'm and I'm just and I'm just homely enough to pull it off. I'm not I, I'm not quite at their age age. Those guys are all in their seventies, but you know, God willing, maybe I'll make it one day. <laughs> Uh, is it my turn? Number three? Yep. Number three. Okay. Number three, I, which I think it will be on someone's list, higher up. Um, yeah. It's a scene when we all sat down the first time um, to see this this movie. We knew that Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, was going to be in it. We just didn't know, know when. Yeah. Un- until the very, very, one more, very end of the movie where Ray's walking up, you know, 428 steps. <laughs> She's like, 
Baron 18. Baron 19. <laughs> She's like, there's no steps on Jakku. <laughs> and we see the back of him wearing that, that damn Jedi robe. And then he turns around and he has the, the endoskeleton hand. Yep. <laughs> and his, his awesome beard. And he looks... This, this scene is just so good that I want it more. And I'm like, I'm going to get more in the sequel. And on YouTube, you got more with the person that put the microphone in front of his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that was always good. But that that's just so, like, it's so iconic. It's Luke Skywalker. He's back. Here he is. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then, ba-da, 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 and then it's over. That scene is so so good for me. Up up and up until the release of the Last Jedi, that is the, that is the takeaway scene. That is the iconic scene from that movie. But yeah. I think the way that The Force Awakens played out, that scene unfortunately has lost its impact. Yes. Now, just just when you uh, think this is going to be some serious shit, then then you see what he does, and I'm like, oh, yeah. it, take, it, it does and, take it away. And don't and 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 I, and I know that there are people listening that don't like the last Jedi. I know there are people that 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 are listening that do love the last Jedi. When I say that it takes the impact away, I'm not, I'm not, I'm. It, it's 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 not it's not bashing it. It's it's not bashing one yeah. or the other. It's just like I was saying, it, it has yeah, less when, impact. Yeah, it, it it was like I was saying, like when Episode Nine comes out, Episode Nine could re, I, I could could change my entire opinion of the entire series. Uh, every time you get a chapter of a story, it 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 can it can, it can sometimes change your opinion of the previous chapters. Right. So, so I, I think uh, yeah, that was the takeaway moment. But now I, I don't I don't know I don't know what the iconic sequence would be now from uh, from uh, the Force Awakens. Now that Episode Eight has come out, uh, I'm not sure what the, the sequence that people are going to be talking about for years to come. Well, I'll tell you why that one is not on my list and why I don't really care for it. Yeah. It's because, thanks to the internet, I know for a fact that Mark Hamill got paid $2 million for that scene. Mm-hmm. And when I was an extra on a show, I didn't get $2 million. I got 8 bucks an hour and lunch. So I just well, always had a bit of a problem with that. What's, what's 8 <laughs> bucks in the, in the $2 Because maybe he was there for 627,000 hours. <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing he won't, though. Why? This, this, is, this is what I think. I think they paid him $2 million to stay out of sight. And also, to, they, they, they brought him out there. So he was out in he was out there in Ireland or whatever, in England, popping up here and there while they were shooting, even though he wasn't doing a damn thing. Yeah. He was sitting back watching, watching uh, hotel porn. Uh, and he... he and all what that what exactly is hotel porn, Tim? It's porn in a hotel. Okay. <laughs> like that takes place in a hotel or that you find in a hotel? <laughs> Both. It's a better yeah, question. If, if, you're, if you're lucky, it it's like, hey, that room looks just like my room here at the La Quinta. Um, but uh, no, I, I think I, I think they I think they did pay him that extra money to stay out of sight a little like, bit. Like hush, hush money, to, yeah. And uh, to stay out of sight when, when they want him to stay out of sight and to pop up when they wanted to pop up that way you you didn't you didn't know how big his role was going to be how much money did he get for the sequel then he was in it a lot it's 2 million and 1 yeah <laughs> 2 million and 1 dollar that i don't know hmm, okay 
I was he probably because whatever he did, he earned his money on the second one. Yeah, he probably had some sort of points. He probably they probably paid him a base set, and then he gets uh, points when it hits different levels. I'm sure his management worked that out. That way, he could really cash in. Um. Yeah. Uh, right. Back to you, Tim. For Tim's number three. number three. My number three is the character Ray. I, I, I don't. I don't have many sequences to talk so much about. More, mine are more about like individual objects or or characters of the of the movie. But Ray, we, while you, you while you can criticize many other characters for their usefulness or lack of use. I think Ray, she's the backbone of the series. I think they've, I think they've done a lot of great things with her. I think her arc has been, has is, is one of the things that I don't, I don't think you, many people can complain about. People will complain about it, but I don't think many people should complain about it. I think, I think her story arc is, is, is by far the strongest because she is the center of the, of the trilogy, um, and she's just such a likable character. Yeah, uh, she, she's earnest. Uh, she's cute. She's she can be funny, um, and 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 she 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 really she's really got it all. I think she, I think she's a a much more rounded character than any of the other characters that we see in in the trilogy. She's she's probably my favorite character of these these new movies. She's she's one of mine. Yeah, yeah, she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, and one of my favorite characters in the whole saga. Uh, they they really cast well. They I don't know where they found Daisy Ridley, but they they hit the jackpot with her because she is a tremendous actress yeah and she she can play every level you ask her to play yeah and it's just it you know it's british actors it pissed me off <laughs> make it and make I'll, I'll tell i'll tell you what what made me like her even more was uh the murder on the orient express seeing her in that movie the yeah. non-ray role and, and seeing how well she did in that movie it made me it made me appreciate her in as ray just a little bit more because it just made me it, it it just made me uh, appreciate the actress even that much more. I agree, Very too. Cool. Ray, number three. <clears throat> two Ray. to Jeffrey. Number two. Okay, my my number two is similar to uh, to Tim's. Mine is the the introduction of Poe Dameron in uh, the Force Awakens. He is so far my favorite character from the new trilogy i love oscar isaac i think he's a tremendous actor and i love what he does with his character he, he he's, he's he's basically the han solo of uh, this, this new trilogy and the first moment when he's talking to max von Sydow and you you get the the gravity of the situation and then when they plop him down in front of in front of Kylo ren and his first thing is who talks first you talk first i talk yeah. first i just love it that that snark and it that was the moment when i knew okay we're gonna have a similar sense of humor to the original trilogy, but it's going to be a little snarkier, which is a little more fitting for for our current cultural climate. Yep. This this generation, you know, the, the humor is a little snarkier, and I, and I loved it, but he's still very sincere, and I believe everything he does, but he's just such a fun character. I'm hoping that we get more of him in Episode Nine because we haven't had nearly enough of him for, for my taste. So no, he, he hasn't, he's been, like, on the back burner. They really haven't had him shine yet. Luckily, he's got his own comic book, and it's it's ending, but it's been really good so far. And apparently, if you think someone's dead and you see someone fly by in an X-wing, but you can't see their face, you automatically assume it's that dead guy. Uh, that 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 scene where where Finn thinks Finn, Finn thinks a thinks that Poe is dead, but then when they're on 
Mascanata's planet, and Poe flies by. He's like, "Yeah, that's a hell of a pilot." <laughs> yeah. How does he know? Does he? Does he? Does he know that's Poe Dameron? Or I don't. Like, I never thought that he did. No, I thought he just saw what he was doing. And if if he had a suspicion that it might have been, it was because of the the level of skill he was showing. But I I never got that he thought it was Poe. Yeah, I always thought that he was like. Hey, that's Poe Dameron, and like, like, how would he know? It's like it flew by at like Mach ten, and you can't really see in the window very well. So I always thought that was sort of a strange <laughs> thing. It's like he, the last time he saw Poe Dameron, Poe Dameron was just eaten up by uh, the sinking sands, and now all of a sudden, that's a hell of a pilot. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I love, I love uh, Oscar Isaac. I think, I think he's 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 one of our best actors right now working in cinema in their thirties, like younger actors. I think, I think he's, he's one of those guys that, that we're going to see doing great things over the next 15, 20 years. He kind of, he kind of reminds me of George Clooney a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. I can see that. Except I think he's got more range. George Clooney is a great actor, but he's a movie star in that he has kind of a limited range of what he, what he plays. Yeah. Um, sort of like a Gregory Peck or a Gary Cooper, I think Oscar Isaac has quite a bit more range. His uh, his father is a dentist, uh, not too far from me. I kind of want to go get my teeth cleaned to buy him. Oh, That's one hell of a dentist. That's one <laughs> hell of a dentist, son. How do you know who my son is? Uh, no, this gas is crazy. I haven't gassed you, sir. Oh, I drank before I came. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Oscar uh, Poe Dameron, a cool character. I, I, I don't, I don't think they've used him to his best ability yet. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, I think, I, I am hoping. Gonna, I predict we're going to see more of him in Episode Nine because he's going to be, he's going to be a leader of the Resistance at yeah. that point. Yeah, by yeah. sort of by default. Yeah, they kind of need to. They've, they've killed off all their other leaders. Right. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Is it me? Number two now, right? Yep. Is it me? Number yes, two. number two. Um, this this scene for me is so kick-ass because, first of all, it's a fucking setting. It's the set. It's enormous. It's, it's, a, it's a real set. You know, no no CGI, whatever. It's it's Ray and Finn running away on, on Jakku and explosions are happening. Oh, and, yeah. And let's let's go over here and let's use go to your ship and then you know what's how about that piece of junk? Nah, piece of junk. Her ship fucking explodes. They they look over there and the fucking camera sees the Falcon and the theme. You get goosebumps on on your ball sack. It's so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's true, but uh, at least not universal. But. I can't argue with your choice. That yeah. was a moment in the movie when you said that hunk of junk and then they showed it. I felt like an idiot because I didn't immediately think, oh, it must be the Falcon. No? I don't I don't think I don't think they do show it first. I, I think I think they're running and he goes He How points about that at, yeah. no, that, that that's and, a hunk of they, junk. And then they turn and then when they turn around, that's when you see it as as the Falcon and you're like, Oh motherfucker <laughs> I tell you. And Grease Bump is on your ball set because it's 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 and, it's so good. Who leaves the goddamn door open, man? And that door—it's been sitting there for years. The door's been open for years. There must there's, there's there should be a lot more sand in that damn because it gets everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing we've learned from the last trilogy, sand gets everywhere. But it's so, it, and then it takes off, and it's you know, and it scratches it down the side. And the only problem, which isn't even a problem, I'm just I'm just 
Nick Pickin here. When you saw the this trailer for the first time, you see the Falcon flying around TIE fighters in the sand, you all thought it was Han Solo. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You assumed. Yeah. That that's that's not even a problem. I mean that's didn't for, bother me at all. No. It bothered me for like half a half a half a second. I was like, oh, I thought Han was flying around, but oh well. And then I got over it. But that's a kick ass scene. It really is. It it really is. That's a good that's a good choice. Very good choice. And that that whole flight sequence is 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 awesome. Just it's it's the, phenomenal. It's everything about it. Like even you know even when it's flying and, and it leaves like that wind stream and the cameras whatever upside down and above it and yeah. next to it and it's it's so good. It's so and good. It goes down into the star destroyer and is flying through that and it's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah. It's. That's that's one of those things that I mean, that was the thing in the trailer that you, you know, just gave you a boner like oh like I said goosebumps on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> if your boner's a goosebump on your balls, I'm sorry for you. Sorry. Yeah. That's my number two, and and I, I I was hoping someone else might have that one. But well, that's not yet. my number two. We're not done yet. Ooh, okay. My number two is Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one, Tim. That's a good one. It, we've seen we've seen all sorts of lightsabers, different colors. Uh, you know, we've seen the double bladed ones. We've seen the ones on Rebels with the thing that spins around, and you know, and the and this one is just an unstable, def, uh, defective to a certain extent, but still, it, it's homemade. You can tell it's homemade. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's 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 macaroni and twine. <laughs> and it's 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 awesome. It, it, but it's awesome. It's menacing. It 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 gives you chills because it's it's just it's it's scary. It's different. You know, the regular regular yeah. lightsaber sleek and hums, and this one crackles, and you just it, it just it just feels like that. This would hurt just a little more if it stabbed you. Stabbed. Well, and, and you know, one thing I never thought about. And I'm just thinking about it now as you're mentioning it. You know the fact that it does kind of it's it's kind of jittery and everything, and it sort of seems homemade, and it seems like it could explode at any moment. That's exactly who Kylo Ren is. Yeah, he's, he's really he's, emotionally he's, unstable, and you never know when he's going to explode on you. He's, yeah. he's unpolished. He's, he's yeah. He's, He's 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 an un, he's an unfinished masterpiece on e- on either side on the light or the dark side. Like so, in true lightsaber been, fashion, it it reflects its owner. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it it really is it really is great. And when you and when you saw that in the in the first trailer, coming on, and and in the and in the movie during the that final that final lightsaber battle, it's yeah. just it's just such a even such when, a striking. Even when every snowflake is landing on it. <laughs> Just how it like sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you would hear the the, the yeah. hiss of that, and the uh, the what is it? The 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 little side things when you know when Finn is is pushed up against a tree, and the and the side thing goes into his shoulder. Yeah, it's just like ah, mother. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a such a great such a great visual uh, thing. I, I I find I find the Force Awakens. To be visually an exciting film, more so story than story wise. So that's that's why that's that's why you heard me talk more about how things look than perhaps some certain story elements. But this this is one of those things where it's it's just so awesome. When I uh, when I was trying to when I was trying to select my my poster my my poster for getting everything signed post Disney. I had the choice there. There, I, I chose the Ray one, but they did have a Kylo Ren 
Uh, Keaton Bobin and Cole Tim, if, if you would have bought both of them, had the good people sign the Ray one and the bad people sign his poster. I, I considered, I considered buying, I did consider buying both. That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, if, it, if, if, if Kylo Ren goes good in in Episode Nine, they have him sign both posters. <laughs> yeah, sign both. Yeah. Sign both, please. So, but yeah, uh, this Kylo Ren's lightsaber. It's it is a it is a beautiful. Beautiful work of art. That's an excellent. Fair. That's an excellent choice. Beautiful. And you're absolutely right. It is. It is visually appealing, more so for me, especially than the story. Um, but I, but I love that none of us. We haven't had a whole lot of overlap, and none of us have had trouble coming up with with five different ones yeah. uh, for this. And so my number one. I'm surprised this hasn't been on anybody's list, and it may be both of your number ones. I don't know. But it's a moment that we saw in the trailer. Yep. And the first time I saw it. Uh, made me tear up a little bit, and then when I saw it in the theater, I got goosebumps uh, again. It is the moment uh, uh, when Han and Chewie board the Falcon for the first time, uh, and they realize where they are, and Han says, Chewie, we're home. Jeff, that is my number one also. Okay, not surprised. Yeah. Uh, and I got chill bumps in just thinking about it. Yeah. Not on my balls, but... Uh, <laughs> are you sure? Else. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah, they're, 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 they're pretty well insulated at the moment. Okay. Um, but that, yeah, that moment, it, it was a perfect moment for the trailer because it let the fans know that we're in good hands and, mm-hmm. and this is going to feel like what you want it to feel like. And in the film, it it was just, it was a perfect moment in the film. It came along at just the right moment. Yeah. You know, I, I think Han probably knew it was a Falcon, but he wanted to confirm before they got inside. And you could just see the uh, so uh, Harrison Ford's performance in that moment was just so genuine and uh, there was just so so much going on in that moment, and it just it, to this day, every time I see it, it just makes me smile. It's almost like like Harrison for the like years, whatever. I'm done Star Wars. You know, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. It almost looked like it was Harrison saying that rather rather than right. uh, Han. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like he was the, good. The he, moment where actor and character become one. Yeah, yeah, he finally accepted the fact that this is who I am, and and this is what I'm about, and. And I think whatever they showed at Celebration, the trailer, man, whatever, 30,000 people, I don't know, in that fucking place, 29,898 people were fucking crying. <laughs> yes. That, uh, yeah, when I, when I think about that scene, I think about going to Celebration Anaheim and seeing that premiered inside the arena at yeah. the convention center. Um, and, yeah, I, I uh, and everybody... Yeah, I, oh, everybody yeah. just went ape shit. And then they go, do you want to see it again? And fuck, what do you think? You know what I mean? <laughs> the crowd went crazy. No, we want to leave. Yeah. We want to get our free poster and leave. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, Jeff. I'm, I'm so... I was hoping <laughs> someone else had that as, as number one. Like I said, I figured I was going to be surprised if it wasn't on at least one of your lists. <laughs> um, and when it wasn't uh, five through two, I was like, okay, it's got to be on somebody's number one, same as me. Yeah. Excellent. Tim, you're, you're the last one now because... Jeff and I oh, are correct, you, and now it's your turn. <laughs> you, didn't, you, you, what, what was, you didn't do your number one. It was it's Jeff, you, and me. Yeah, his is the same as mine. Oh, oh, we, oh, it is the same. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah mine's that. same as Jeff. <laughs> my my number one is BB-8. Uh, I think BB-8 is oh, the hook. Sorry. Is the hook that that even gets some gets some of the, the even more jaded people on board. I don't care. I don't care what Dave says about disliking the movies. I, I think, I think he likes BB eight. How can you not? How do you, how do you, why do you think he likes BB eight? Dave's a dog person. He is. 
Yes, and BB-8 is just like BB-8's. Yeah, it's BB-8's like it's like, like, like a, a puppy chihuahua, like a little yeah. happy chihuahua. Yeah. Um. So I, I BB-8, I think I think is a great character. I think I think it's 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 one of those it's one of those things that that uh, our imaginations run wild. Like, how the hell do they do that? And even to this day, I still don't really know how yeah. they do it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen that thing in person. I've seen it rolling around right in front of me, mm-hmm. and I still don't know how they do it. I'm. I know. I know. Someone's going to tell me. Well, Tim, it's all a pulley system, and there's weights, and measures, and there's a liquid in there, and, and also a, a, a gerbil. But <laughs> it's it, it 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 really is. It's it's something you see it, and you're just like, wow. And and even those like little Sphero toys. Uh, I see. I see the. The big one, the life-size ones at Target. I just think BB-8 is such a cool character. Um, and in the and again, when you saw that trailer and you saw BB-8, like wow, zipping across the the sand, it's like ooh, look at that. And for just like R2D2, they're they're able to create a personality and they're able to create a motion yeah. of this static thing. Like you can you can tell when it's pissed off, like when. Um, uh, you know, if it's if it's determined, it leans forward a little bit, and you can see it kind of like gazing in, in into the distance as it's as it's leaning forward and, and racing towards. And uh, you know, when it when it sees like when it sees uh, uh, Podameron for the first time after thinking he's dead, it, you 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 get you you understand what he's feeling, and it's just a it's just a ball with a with a head on it. Um, so it's I I, I think it's I think it's a well. A well-executed character. I think uh, creating it was was genius, and uh, and then the personality and the beeps and the whistles and everything are, are very cool. And it's and its interaction with R two, um, I thought was very cool in the Force Awakens. So I just I love BB eight BB eight. Nothing wrong with that, Timmy. Ain't yeah, nothing wrong. That's with acceptable. That. Yeah. It's <laughs> not a tie, like you know. Jeff and mine. No, this is not a tie. It, no. it, it's it stands out on its own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we run uh, down our list? Uh, yeah. Uh, why don't? Uh, yeah. Why don't Jeff? Why don't you go? What What am I doing? Just uh, just just uh, just a recap. Five to one. Here. Recap. Okay. Well, my number five was Ray. Uh, finding out that Ray basically lives in an ad at Walker and plays with a helmet, an old X-wing fighter helmet. Love that. Number four was BB-8 flipping off Finn and making everyone think it was him giving him the thumbs up. Uh, number three was the bloody handprint on Finn's helmet, which helped set him apart during the Battle of Jakku. And, or, um, of, uh, not Jakku. Yeah, Jakku. And uh, number two was Poe Dameron as a character in general, but specifically his introduction where he got snarky with, uh, with Kylo Ren. And uh, number one was uh, Chewie, we're home. All right, my number five was when Kylo Ren <clears throat> froze the blaster bolt. Number four was the savvy moment when Han and, and Leia reunited. Number three is... Reunited, <laughs> and it feels so, so good. In your chest. Um, <laughs> uh, number three is when Ray walked up all those steps and met Luke, and Luke did nothing. Um <laughs> Number two was when the piece of junk came back on screen, and it just was so fucking awesome. And number one with Jeffrey, man. Ugh. Chewie, we're home. God damn. Right on my balls. Goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my number five was the visual look of Sidon Ithano. 
Uh, my number four, the Guavian Enforcer. Thought he was a cool, very cool looking character. Number three, I love Ray. Ray of Light. Love Ray. Uh, number two, Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Cool. Everybody, everybody loves Mace Windu's lightsaber. Pre uh, up until 2015. Once 2015 ended, everyone was all about Kylo Ren's. Screw you, purple lightsaber. <laughs> and uh, number one, BB-8. Ball. Ball. Do you guys have any uh, any moderate honorable mentions? I know sometimes we do honorable mentions. I actually had I had the BB-8 thumbs up, not knowing it was the middle finger. <laughs> and. When Ray discovers uh, Luke's saber, I thought it was pretty mm. pretty cool. That's a cool scene. This is a cool scene. I love how like everything sort of falls apart, and it tells it tells a version of the story in like thirty seconds. That's pretty neat, right? I, I did have one honorable mention, but it goes co- along with a little bit with the scene that I talked about with Ray living in the ad at Walker. Uh, the uh, rehydrated bread or whatever it is. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was so cool, and it looked practical. So I really want to know how they did that. Yeah. How about you, Timmy? Do you have any? I didn't. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any for this one. There's, I pretty much have those five, and that's it. All right. Well, I guess that's but, that's about wraps it up. I, I will say before before we wrap it up, I yeah. will say listening because I, I haven't I haven't seen the Force Awakens since uh, since just before Last Jedi. But listening to you guys <laughs> talk about the things that you loved about it makes me want to go back and watch it again to watch all those things again. Uh, because yeah, me too. Yeah, Talking so, about what I liked about it reminded me of just how much I do like it. Yeah. See? So yeah. so I, I hopefully hopefully you guys when you're listening at home or in your car or wherever you go, hopefully this'll 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 make you say, Hey, I'm gonna go check out that movie again. Even if you don't like it. Even if you even if like when it came out you said, <laughs> I don't like that movie at all, I think it sucks. Hopefully this will after we've just told you fourteen different things that we love about the movie, uh hopefully it'll make you say, Hey, I'm gonna go double check that out and Maybe I'll like the same things Chris liked. That's right, because I'm I'm smarter than two, than the <laughs> two smart. of you. I'm smart. I'm smart. S M R T. I'm smart. 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 Well, all right. Well, well Je- Jeffrey, thank you for joining us on this uh, Star Wars and character slash best of fives crossover. Jeff, thank do you for think- having me? And uh, don't forget, you can catch me on Marvin Dog Media on my podcast, Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, which is out every Sunday. And you can also hear me review Star Wars Comics Weekly on Comics with Kenobi. And Kenobi. you can also hear me uh, crack wise about everything in geek culture on the Geek Supreme on the Assembly of Geeks Network. When do, you, when do you sleep? When do you have time for all this? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I sleep <laughs> during the podcast sometimes. I did doze off once during uh, Assembly of Geeks. I had a milkshake earlier in the day, and uh, I, I totally dozed off because I was sitting the, in the did it, How many boys did it bring to the yard? Uh, none that time, no. thankfully. <laughs> did, did you snore at all in, all in the microphone? No, uh, I just had to. I had to admit that I had no idea what they were talking about when I woke up. <laughs> How long were you asleep? Like minutes? Not long. Okay. Only like a minute and a half, two minutes. But okay. it was long enough that I woke up and I was like, "What the hell are we talking about? Like, Where am I? <laughs> Why am I in these clothes?" I, I feel. I feel like I need to promote things now that now that Jeff has like seventy five shows that he's on. Yes. Well, you can, you can listen to me on uh, Pass the Popcorn. <laughs> uh, it's a show that I host just all by myself. Wait, wait, wait uh, no, no help at all. Wait at a all. minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. So yeah, Pass the Popcorn, hosted by Tim. And, uh, <laughs> Pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So, um, yeah, boy, no, don't, forget, don't forget, uh, Tim, don't forget your uh, uh, Rock 101. I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. I, hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I actually host a real live radio show that is actually broadcast on the radio in Nashville and in, in Nashville only. Uh, it has a it has like a, a, a radius of about 12 miles. Um, but you can listen to it online live every Monday night from 10 p.m. to midnight uh, Central Standard Time. And what I do is I talk about uh, music history and I play rock and roll music. And anything from, uh, I, I mean, I, I call everything rock and roll music. So anything from uh, from Bob Wills to Slayer and, and everything in between, I play. And, I, and, and every week it's two hours of me talking rock and roll history, uh, bumbling through it and uh, and playing some, some cool music. So 10 p.m. to midnight. You can hear it uh, worldwide at RadioFreeNashville.org. Tim, it would have been better if you would have said from, from ABBA to ZZ Top. ABBA to ZZ Top. Don't, don't they do that on uh, WMMR? WMMR. I don't know. Philadelphia. That's, that's, I think, an old um, slogan. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the uh, Pierre Robert uh, for that time slot. At, he, uh, he's still on. I'll tell you that. Great day in the morning. Pierre Robert. Well, Actually, right, well, now he's he's on he's on he's on noontime now. Yeah, because uh, Preston Steve's on in the morning now. Yeah, he's uh, he used he used to host the morning show, and now he's midday. Well, all right. Well, thanks for listening to the best of fives, and we'll, I guess we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.